0: Welcome to episode 256 of Coffee Pods and Wads. You can go to join.whoop.com forward slash cpw if you want a free 4.0 and some money off for the best recovery coach there is. You can wear it on your wrist or in your pants. Um, Note that only actually works with special uh, whoop shorts. That's speaking from a long and arduous experience. Uh, Rad have their next launch coming imminently. Danielle Brandon has donned her baseball baseball. gear um and she's smashing rad ones with reckless abandon in the promo you can go to rad-global.com to register your interest and they're launching on thursday 27th. that's tomorrow 11 um, a.m est eastern time in north america and 11 a.m on friday uh, the 28th in the uk fitter are powering anyone who wants to bring their coaching delivery to the next level whether you're training house spanning nations or a coach with five clients in your local gym Fitter gives you the tools to give your clients the best experience possible. Essentially, it shits all over Train Heroic, Sugar Wad and Wattify, figuratively. Um, it doesn't literally do that. Uh, GoWad have a free trial um, on their app. If you download it, you'll get 14 days to test your mobility and peruse their library of movements and protocols, the original and best mobility tests. Uh, Rain have just had a massive activation of 5150 at the weekend, supporting Irish and international CrossFit. You can go and buy a Peach Fizz. Uh, to celebrate. Now, the news. Um, LSKD are doing their best to impact the community and for some reason have chosen this show to help them to do that. Uh, we're putting together um, a little bit of a community news segment each week. You can go to lskd.co to have a rifle through their gear. And if you share the news in your stories or comment on the video, um, you're entered into a monthly draw for a $100 voucher. So that's pretty good. Uh, 5150 was on at the weekend. Uh, Fraser and the HWPO crew were over for some community workouts and affiliate talks. And there was a community a uh, team of four event on as well in the masters the daily grind were first cork conglomerate of jesus i don't know were second um, and the abf masters came in third and then in the orex field motion fitness won out winning a trip to miami um, and entry into waterpalooza with hybrid cork and team naco tying for second place behind them uh, speaking of cork echo athletics are hosting a men's day for november all proceeds of the tickets will go to november and um, there's a day's training and nutrition talk included in the price and um, that's sunday november 13th from 10 to 12 uh, tickets are 40 euro and they can be purchased through echo underscore cork on instagram a little further out, the 17th of December in Oxford, Lucy Cameron and Reggie Fassa are hosting a pre open camp to get you uh, ready for quarterfinals or wherever you want to go. You can go to sin.agency slash events for details and tickets from today. If you want to go to quarters or beyond, have a look and support two of Britain's best athletes while you're at it. Today's guest is Travis Mayer. Travis is one of my favorites in the sport. I've admired him for a long time uh, for balancing work, parenting, competing, and his general outlook on everything, really. We chat about parenting, training, competing, and success. Enjoy, listen, share, and tag. But look, it is really good to talk to you. Um, you're someone I've admired in the sport um, for a long time. Not even like, yeah, you're, you're good across it, obviously, but I just think you're a you're great. Um, you're a great personality around the place and I admire your, um, what do you call it, like your familial life and the fact that you've yeah. kept an affiliate and all that stuff. Um, but we've a lot to cover and mm-hmm. I suppose I wanted to start with, I assume you've like, whatever, 13 kids, so I assume you drink a lot of coffee. Uh
1: I don't I don't have 13 kids. No. Nope. Uh, <laughs> four. Four. We're done. We're done at four. Your four.
0: wife is like sitting up being like, What?
1: <laughs> yeah. You know what's funny is I think she would keep having them <clears throat> over and over. If her body didn't have to like go through everything like every time, like and it was a less stressful situation on the body, I think she honestly would. She loves it. But we're done at four.
0: <laughs> yeah. I've said the same about two. I have two. And like, I'm sure you're the same as me where there's days, you know, where you're like, Oh my God. Like where it's just, and oh, you've yeah. like double, you've, you've my kids squared. You've like double yeah. mine. And there's, well, you know, yeah, like We we're had wo- a
1: great idea too that we were going to add dogs to the mix of that. Yeah. We have two dogs. Yeah. We had, we got two puppies. I don't, yeah, that, that wasn't, I'll be honest. That wasn't our brightest decision. We've made a lot of very good
0: decisions. See with stuff like that, you wait, you wait till the kids, all the kids well, are old enough
1: yeah yep 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 well so our (laughs) English Bulldog passed away at the games last year and then so the kids just kept asking like when are we getting another dog when are we getting another dog you're like when the
0: morning has finished
1: (laughs) so we we talked about two at one point and then we were like well, it'll give them a friend. It'll be more fun. Like we've always talked about having to, we might as well just knock it out. Like it can't be that bad.
0: <laughs>
1: and man, it's our house is nonstop. If there's not a kid crying, there's a dog barking, there's not a dog barking <laughs> and kids are crying and running around, but it's good. It's all good. They, they're definitely calming down now. They're almost a year old. So they're, they're a little less energetic, but, and it's just the breed, like they're English bulldogs. So they're a little tamer. they, run for ten minutes and then they're tired. Hmm. Um, which is kind of nice. So what age is your youngest kid, not dog? <laughs> uh I mean she will be two in February. So okay. they're about to be seven well, they're not. Our oldest just turned seven, then five, three, and then now two. Wow, two years
0: between Wow, yeah, that last like, one was quick. Yeah, the last one was like eighteen months. It was like yeah, that's that's what we have. Yeah, um, we have like our, my daughter's gonna be three at Christmas, and my son just turned one. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Most of
1: ours were all planned at like two years apart, right? So yeah. it was just that like one was pretty much getting out of diapers, and then boom, now here's another one in diapers. And then yeah, well,
0: you, someone told us I can't remember who it was, but someone was like, "Oh, you lose uh, six months of sleep in the first two years," and I was like well, let's just do like a year out of four years then. Like, I'd <laughs> oh, fuck that getting back to normal and then losing it again. Like, I don't yeah. want to forget like, oh, like how, what do you do when your kid is constipated and they're an infant? Or, oh, how do you feed them solids? I don't want to forget that. I want that to be fresh. So yeah. I don't have to relearn anything. And then yeah. like.
1: And that was kind know. of ours. So we've just done that for the last six years. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like you're, it's nice and fresh in the memory. <laughs> Each yeah. one up. Oh, here we
0: go again. Here we go again. Um, and are you? What's the story with your two year old? Then are you? Are you toilet training now or near it? No,
1: she's not. I think she probably could be close, but she's still like she's right at like eighteen months. Oh, okay. Got a little bit more before I would be like, all right, you're. But it is funny is she knows when. Oh yeah. We'll just say she pooped, but she pees, (laughs) and she'll be like, I pooped, I pooped, I pooped, (laughs) and like you know and then she touches like down in her diaper like knowing like hey change me Yeah. Um, yeah. but all our other ones are potty trained so that's that's fine but the Man, that's
0: that's a real light at the end of the tunnel when she's when she's potty trained that's like oh, oh that's major yeah like, no more diapers freedom.
1: yeah yeah but um, then you have the occasional like what my three year old just pissed on the floor the other day just stood there and i was like what are you doing in,
0: in protest or
1: <laughs> no just he's like i had to go to the bathroom and i was like buddy there's a bathroom you literally right just there. said the
0: phrase go to the bathroom yeah not go to and the I'm floor. Like, it's
1: right there and he's like i just went and i was like what do you mean you just went and i was like i can see the puddle i didn't do it i was like "Buddy, your <laughs> pants are down and there's a puddle and but yeah he's the only one that's actually like made it more interesting right like our, our uh, oldest two they just always go to the bathroom no problem and he's definitely decided to throw a wrench into it all and sometimes randomly would just be like all right i'm going here i'm like what what do you mean <laughs> probably because we gave them the freedom when he was young just hey go pee off the porch go pee outside like it doesn't matter and so maybe he just got comfortable hey i get to go wherever i want <laughs> yeah
0: that was an interesting tactic
1: <laughs> <laughs> well hey it's fun. You get a pee off of a second story, right? And you just watch your pee go out.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's funny until you're relaxing on the porch underneath, and you're like, "Oh, it's raining." Yeah. Blue <laughs> yeah. skies. Thankfully, we're usually all
1: upstairs when that's happening.
0: You're usually, all upstairs, yeah. egging them on. We're like, do it.
1: <laughs> I'm going to um, be cutting the grass one day or something, and they're going to be just peeing off
0: the top. Yeah. Are you? Um. Have you got brothers and sisters? Yeah, I have an older brother
1: and older sister.
0: I'm the baby in the family, okay um and are you close to your family? Are you close to your parents and stuff yeah they
1: they come to the gym, they still live like fifteen minutes in our house that we grew up in, and then my wife's family is another fifteen minutes from us like and they come to the gym as well, so it's oh, kind yeah. of cool that the whole family is actually inside the gym as well. That's
0: cool. Yeah. um God, it would have been awkward if things didn't work out that's cool yeah. um when uh when you're parenting, when you're when you're like you know dealing with your kids and you know like having conversations with your wife and stuff, do you ever stop and be like, "Oh, that's exactly what my dad would have said," or "That's exactly," or "I just sounded like my mom," or "I just sounded like my dad"? Ah. Uh, I I started doing this probably thing some recently. moments
1: where I've like done things or said things like my dad, like when my dad was called in, like you knew you were in trouble, kind of situation, <laughs> like mom will deal with it first if it's not getting done okay i'll tell dad it's like no no don't do it uh so i don't know if it was things that were said but it's definitely like when there's like a voice of mine or my wife's that will say like and you can hear it like oh they they mean business right now even when she'll use a voice and i'm like "Uh uh-oh who's in trouble <laughs>
0: you're like rolling up your sleeves getting ready
1: yeah like you just you just know you're like oh come on who did it who made your mom so upset like yeah what happened now
0: i started doing this um only in the only since our second kid came and i don't know if it's like some i've had some kind of psychological break or something i don't know but my there's an uh it's actually an irish thing uh i was actually listening to a podcast on it recently um it was an interesting podcast but this was it's going to make it sound like it wasn't um but there's this thing that comes from i think it comes from like scandinavia or something canadians do it as well where it's like it's a micro uh you know you know microaggressions are like you know kind of subtly aggressive towards something it's a micro ingression right so it's like where you inhale when you're talking so that you kind of diffuse any potential tension between you and the other person that's talking. So it's like some, it's, it's, it's in, um, oh like Newfoundland in Canada, there's like an Island off the coast of there. And like, there's loads of like Norwegian settlers and stuff there from, you know, like hundreds of years ago. And they're, it's there, it's common in their like speech patterns. And in Ireland, it's common here and it's common in like Scandinavian stuff. But like my, about like six months ago, my wife was, (laughs) my wife goes, uh, what did you just say there? And I was like, I just said yeah. And then she was like, but you said it weird. Why did you say it like that? And I was like, I didn't say it like anything. She's like, you did what your dad does. <laughs> and then she, I was like, what did I do? And she was like, you went like yeah. as I was saying. But I was like, no, I did, did. I? And then she was like, yep. Yeah. And now every time, but it's I don't know why I do it, and I've never done it before. And it's always just like, oh, I've gone past like thirty three. So now this is just I'm just him now. This is great. Um, but that's that's the only. Uh, That's the only thing. I think as you say, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But I still don't get it. I still don't get why. Like, what tension am I trying? I don't know. I don't understand it. But I do it, and I know I do it. And the second I do it, I'm like, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Straight away, (laughs) she she she, she straight away. It's like, yeah, I know, I fucking did it. (laughs) Um, But that's the only thing. I think a lot of the time, I don't know if you're the same, but I think a lot of the time you try to, you try to like cherry pick the best bits of your parents and then like yeah. leave out the bits that you were like, ah, I didn't really enjoy that bit so much. <laughs> um, but yeah, like my dad was like, he's alive still. I don't know why I'm talking about him. Past that. <laughs> um, but as a parent, he was, uh, very like stoic, silent, yeah. didn't say anything. If he said something, it was like a fucking volcanic eruption, but it was like instantly frozen immediately after. So it was like huge, like, volatile anger bottled up
1: and then, but then it was just it, gone. it's time to explode it explodes and it
0: stops yeah it was like mentos in a coke bottle but like <laughs> that bottle is just empty straight away afterwards and there's no, you know there's no there's no grudges yeah. no nothing like it's not like a week later he's not like i'm still pissed off you about that thing it's like he'll shout at you and then it's gone forever yeah. um so yeah i try i try to be like no like talk you know like talk to the kids and stuff uh-huh. um but then I also do try to do that thing of like not, not remaining pissed off a week later be like, yeah, that fucking window is going to cost like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why do they have to th- well, I mean, the other day,
1: my, not the other day, a couple of months ago, my five-year-old, I guess there was a ball behind the TV in the basement and he wanted the ball and he rips the TV down. <laughs> rips it straight down, shatters it broke that broke the xbox broke something else and i was like what were you doing i wanted the ball and i didn't want to clean up and i was like oh my god i was like you're me i was like you don't like being told what to do you hate being told what to do but he acts so much like me and i was like this is your way of like you're not knowing how to handle anger and frustration and your mom asked you to clean and you didn't want to clean up so you grabbed the tv and you ripped it off <laughs> Now I've secured it to the wall. We have, we have a new one now. I made them wait a few months before they got a new one. Like, can we get a new one? I was like, no, not happening. You can just
0: look at this broken husk of a TV.
1: Yeah. Like there was nothing there, right? Like it was the wall of where it was. And now i um, now I know.
0: Yeah. He's strong enough
1: to pull it down.
0: <laughs> I remember once when I was a kid, we had, we did like the Olympics at home. Um, <laughs> and we had, it was me and my brother and my cousin. And we had, so we had like a stick, like a wooden stick. Know the way javelins are like specifically weighted yeah. so that if you throw them, so we got like a metal, like we weighted it, we added metal until it was weighted so that it would just stick into the ground. And then we found this like incredibly, How old were you when
1: this
0: oh, like seven, eight, I'd say, uh, I um, 20 or something. No, it was last week. <laughs> um, but we found this incredibly heavy, like ridiculously heavy black ball. And I was like, oh, we'll use that for shot put. Like, it was, I'd say, it was about five kilos. Um, and we have, so my dad, uh, my dad built us a tennis court, right? Cause we went to tennis camp when we were like five for one summer and he didn't really know us. Like he was like a, you know, quiet farmer, like always away yeah. out in the fields or whatever. So he wanted to like, he was like, oh they like tennis do they and i was like yeah they're at a tennis camp so in his head he was like i'm building them a tennis court like he was like no way he, d- he didn't even gauge our interest it was just like <laughs> they love tennis i'll give them a tennis court so he did all the groundwork himself didn't tell us what he was doing got it like tarmacked got like wow. lines a fence everything and um, we begrudgingly played awesome. tennis yeah we begrudgingly played tennis for about 18 months pretending that we really liked it just to make him <laughs> feel better about it um but we but, hated it <laughs> Oh, I like, didn't enjoy it at all. But I was just like, yeah, look at us. Oof. Yeah, no, love all. Um, But we had this like the rubber ball and we were on the grass and we had done this. So the javelin was over. The three of us had thrown it like nobody died. That was fine. And I was the first to go on this, this rubber ball. Right. So I was like, we said like, OK, we'll throw it and it won't go that far. So it'll probably just like hit the fence or like come down on the grass before the fence or something. So I did this, you know, the spin like spun around as if I knew what I was doing. Let go of the ball. So the ball goes over the fence, bounces. It's fucking made of rubber. Who knew that? Like and it like it bounced so fucking high. Like I've never I couldn't replicate it. Like I still don't understand what happened. I mean, you must have had the right form. Maybe maybe you, uh, like you but were like meant to be an Olympian. We thought it was lead or something. We were like, this is like, we'll probably get one throw out of it. It'll just like make a hole in the ground or something and it'll be done. Um, it bounced on the middle of the tennis court, bounced like perfect arc, like McDonald's M through like my, my mom and dad's bedroom window and left a perfect circular hole. hole. No cracks. Not, there was no like chips. It was just an absolute perfect circle. Wow. Like, oh, my dad fucking lost it and like we were he was like what happened and imagine us trying to explain that be like (laughs) we found this black ball we threw it it found like first of all he was mesmerized by the fact that it was just a perfect circle he was like i don't understand how (laughs) how the whole thing not shatter is in the middle of like a massive window it's a special Um, ball but yeah he got his own back on us because after he settled down he told us that that was actually one of the rubber balls that you get in do you know what a slurry tank is (laughs) so it's like a tank so you gather up like cow manure like cow fertilizer like liquid shit and you have you put it in a tank and you spray it all over your grass to encourage the grass to grow but this ball is like in the tank and it like i don't know what its job is but it's it so he was laughing then in the end about the fact that i had it resting against my cheek (laughs) while spilling around and throwing it over so um yeah that's that's my it's a bit of a it's a bit of a shit story but that's my my story literally yeah god that's long i'm gonna have to cut all that out um (laughs) so you uh you you do you own an affiliate oh yeah yeah (laughs) you you own an
1: affiliate i do for i guess in may
0: of next year it'll be 10 years wow congratulations that's amazing yeah um do they send out patches for that? They do that here. They send out a little patch. Uh I don't know. They might. Ten year affiliate patch, I think. Um what area are you in Chase's area now? is like affiliate region. Oh no. Uh
1: we just got some new person. Okay. I don't know who it is. Chase has the like Texas, that area. Okay. I'm Texas is probably
0: that. probably enough of an area to be yeah. fair.
1: Texas is massive. Um but yeah, we just have some new person that got brought on. I don't know who it is. Um, they're obviously
0: not not doing a very good job. You don't know who they are. I mean,
1: yeah. I mean, I think they, I understand the concept of what they're trying to do. Um, Mm -hmm. and I think it's good. They're actually starting to put stuff out there and sending out more emails, at least from the HQ side of things that I've been receiving and stuff. So I think it's good. They're taking steps in the right direction. Um, Definitely when the whole Glassman situation happened, things took a big hit. Um, did you
0: Did you it, notice that yourself, like in your gym?
1: Yeah, more so. I had actually someone come in and ask if I was the racist CEO. Um, and I was like, uh, excuse
0: me? CrossFit so, is bigger than this town.
1: Yeah. And so I was like, first off, if I was the CEO, I probably wouldn't be the person sitting behind the desk right here at this gym. Um, and then that was just kind of like an eye opener of like, okay like there's bigger things going on within the space and how people view crossfit and what it actually is but in regards to anything else about that my god i just think
0: of that that person someone telling that person about like oh did you hear about the ceo of crossfit And like telling them the story of that person being like wait i know that place (laughs) like (laughs) i'm going down there tomorrow (laughs) i mean
1: that's honestly kind of what happened yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> it was bizarre because they came in and I was like, yeah, can I help you? And then they shared their words and I was like, okay, that's not how this works, but have a great day. <laughs> yeah.
0: But yeah, um, that
1: was uh, definitely interesting.
0: Did you know it was like a, da- a downturn in or anything, or was there any like pressure on you to change anything or anything like that?
1: Yeah, we actually changed the name. Um, and then I had an old business partner that went political and different stuff. And then we had, we've been wanting to do a name change for a while. And then the Glassman situation and it all just kind of like all happened, like literally like right at that same time. And it was like, this is a perfect time to kind of veer off and do the things that we're wanting to do and branch out. And this is a perfect time. Like we still have the affiliation um, hmm. just under a different name, but for us, it was just the right time to make a change with inside the gym and affiliate.
0: And is, um, is Training Think Tank based out of there as well?
1: Yeah. So I own the whole gym, which is around 12,000 square feet. And then we have about six offices and Max rents out those offices from me. And then when you, our gym is kind of in an L shape. So as you first walk into the gym, there's like 6,000 square feet. That's like just our CrossFit classes. Um, hmm. That's like the general CrossFit class on site if someone walks in, they want CrossFit, like they come straight to us. And then as you go around to the other side is like 3,200 square feet of kind of his space. Um, so for like his athletes, it's all his equipment, it's his own insurance, it's his own like affiliation kind of inside my affiliation. Um, and that all takes place here on site. So everything's kind of like in the hub of here and then, it's kind of worked pretty well with how we've kind of done things. Cause most of the people that are coming to him are remote programming and different things. And then mm-hmm. if it's in-person stuff, they're coming to me. And then if there's extra work, we have like things, we work between both organizations and whatnot, but it's been a pretty good fit to have him here the whole time. I mean, he's been here for a while. So yeah. We've um, done, played around with different things and what's worked, what
0: hasn't. Do- Did you, when you were growing up, were you sporty growing up? Did you do other sports?
1: Yeah. So I played basketball in high school, cross country, played baseball when I was younger, hockey. And then the biggest one was I raced motocross for about 12 years. Um, And so that was what I did for a long time. And that's where I spent like most of my time and then kind of got out of that and found out about CrossFit and then was like, Hey, I'm better at this. So then decided to stick with this. (laughs) Was there an overlap? Yeah. So we always trained to make sure when you wreck, you don't get hurt. Um, And so I stopped racing and actually was a mechanic for a pro amateur rider. And we would just travel the U S essentially at all these races. And then when our trainer was in McDonough, Georgia, and there was a CrossFit gym nearby. And so we started using that as kind of some training and then it was more just for like fun. And then, We stopped doing that. And then I kind of started getting out of the motocross world and into personal training and fitness. And then one of my buddies who was at the personal training gym was like, hey, you should check out this CrossFit stuff. And so then we started like really deep diving into it. And then I decided to do Fran as like my first workout. 115 was what I thought was the weight and then strict pull-ups because I didn't know how to kip or butterfly. (laughs) And threw up everywhere when I was done. And I was like, man, I love the sport. I'm going to go for it. Uh, I want to be at the games. So I watched all those videos of like Kalifa, Spieler, all at the games back in 2010 and 11, and then pretty much dedicated everything I had from that moment on to go after chasing it and getting to the games and winning. So that was the beginning journey (laughs) of
0: motocross transition into that. What year are we talking there? Where What year are you talking of? Like, okay, I want to go to the games. I mean, honestly, as soon as I watched those videos, uh,
1: I guess that was October 2010 was when I first started. And that was, and once I started, I, that was the goal. Um, that was why I started it essentially. So it wasn't, it wasn't like I got into CrossFit first and then was like, oh, now I'm good. It was like, no, let's just, dedicate everything we possibly have to this and see if we can accomplish it. Um, so I hired a coach. We had a coach right away. And then from that moment on changed the way I ate, changed the way I train and then had a trainer for a while. And then that coach, then I went to Nate Schrader. I don't know if you remember him, the Viking.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Schrader,
1: yeah, So he actually programmed for me for a while and then he introduced me to Max and then, I started working with Max in 2012. And then, so we've been working together for 10 years now. Um,
0: wow. Yeah. So, it's been a, so you, you, you bought the affiliate at the same time or you opened the affiliate at the same Around the same time. Yeah, oh, a okay. year later. Yeah.
1: So I ran okay. two other gyms prior here um, for just other people that wanted management. And so I okay. ran those for them, got them started up and running. And then I was like, all right, well, I don't like the way this was run. Went and did it for another one. And then I was like, I need to kind of just do my own thing. And so then branched out, started my own affiliate. And then that was May of 2013. So it was just before the games, my first games in 2013. Um, and
0: then went to the games. And then now it's just keep training and keep running an affiliate. <laughs> is around is like, because, I mean, the game has changed, like, significantly since then. Like, so there's, there's a lot more, there's a lot more opportunities. There's a lot more, like... I guess demands as well. There's a lot more potential earnings, like even away from the competition for like more yep. so out than probably ever. Like, is there a temptation to be like, no, oh, fuck, i let somebody else do it. and like, <laughs> let someone else run it. And <laughs> you just totally take a step back.
1: Yeah. I mean, I've been presented options and things of doing that honestly. Um, but I just, I'm not ready. Um, I still enjoy what I do. I still enjoy the community. I still enjoy coaching. I still have fun. Like some of my members have been with me, from those other gyms like mm. so i have people that have been with me for 10 years and to me it's more than just like oh you can go do this and go make this outside of here like sometimes it's not always about that it's about enjoying what you actually do and i like really enjoy coaching and running the gym and the affiliate and watching people progress it's fun
0: um so 10 years at max then Jeez. Mm-hmm. Um... <laughs> um what's he like so i met him um i met him in at lowlands yeah in holland oh this and year was, yeah and i yeah. didn't know him at all um i'd messaged him i had messaged him a lot about coming on and he just ignored all of my messages um at least that I, you on. <laughs> yeah you at least you teased me a bit he just like looked and then closed it Um, but I talked to him, I talked to him in Holland and I don't know what I expected, but did you say
1: like, Hey, I messaged you a lot of times and you opened it and then never responded.
0: Uh, no, I never actually say that to somebody. All right. I'm going to say it to him. (laughs) No, I, no, sorry. I'm going to tell him, I'm like, dude, you're a terrible person for doing this to somebody. Oh, he knows my feelings. Um, (laughs) no, but we, so like I, am friends with Sam. So Sam was there. Um, Sam Stewart was there. He was upstairs and he was like, Oh, have you met Max? And I was like, uh, no. And then Nick, Nick, uh, Nick Jordan was there as well, and he was like, yeah. oh, we'll introduce you to Max. So he's he introduced me, and then we were watching. I think Sarah was doing a workout. And we were watching that, and it was just like silence. And he yep. was like, oh, like cross for it, you know, like focused on what his his athlete was doing. And I, in my head, I was just like, is this awkward? <laughs> like all I could think about was like. I was introduced to him literally right before three, two, one, go, and now I don't like. Am I supposed to talk to him during this? Yeah. Like, this it's a bit weird. Um, and then I had built it up in my head a bit because he's so, um, what would be the word? Like tight-fisted on like what he gives away, kind of thing. Like it's very hard yeah. if you just look at his social media, you wouldn't really grasp like what type is he. Jolly? Is he affable? Is he relaxed? Is he yeah. uptight? Like it doesn't give much away. Um, so I said, I can't remember what I said. And he just went through me with like a cutting, like very funny, but very cutting insult. Like, and I was like, I was like, okay, I got him. So then I started giving it back. Um, and like, you know, we found a common ground of just, just taking the piss out of each other. Um, for yeah, a that's solid, solid 10 minutes. Yeah. So that, then I was kind of like, right, well, okay, I have, I have him squared away yeah. now. I know, I know exactly what kind of person he is. Um, but like 10 years with one coach is especially like it's a it's an especially kind of intimate relationship you have where you're in the same oh, yeah. place it's very i guess no more than your your family and your wife's family both going to your gym it's very yeah. like interwoven. it'd be very difficult to be like do you know what max <laughs> i think i've had enough of this like it's kind of it'd be hard to do it like
1: Oh yeah, definitely. But I think that with any situation, right? Like any relationship coach, if you've been with the coach for more than a year, right? Like you're not yeah. coach hopping, which some people do. Um, I mean, the fact that <clears throat> I feel like any, re- you're in a relationship with him. Like he's pretty much a brother to me. Um, like we golf a lot outside of here. We <laughs> do other things outside of here that just CrossFit. So, <clears throat> but we've always had a very, open relationship of talking like hey if like you're not happy with something and want something changed, then let's talk about it and figure it out Mm -hmm. and he's even been like hey if you want to have a different coach even with inside the organization a different one I'm okay with that but like talk about it whatever I mean I wouldn't want to um I don't want another coach but like that's always been something that he's been like hey if that's what you think you need to go to the next level or whatever it is and that and that's through using Mike or Brandon or Perrin or somebody else here on site, then go for it. Or if it's reaching out to something else, um, he's always been I'm not saying he would, I don't think he'd be happy with it and I wouldn't do that, but <clears throat> there, there's still a very mutual relationship of like having an understanding of what we're both trying to accomplish. Right. Mm-hmm. Like he still has his goals as an organization and having someone on the podium and win, of course is like, one of the top ones of a dream, but now it's more of a understanding of you're creating relationships. And regardless if you're on the podium or not, like you can still accomplish other things outside of the sport. Um, And so I think he's having a much bigger reach now with like the online programming and all those different platforms and things and educational stuff he's putting out and content. And yeah, it, He's very good at what he does. And I knew that very early on from my first ever conversation with him that I was like, I want this guy to be my coach. Um, it was just literally we had one consult and I was like, all right, we're good. Let's start. Like, I just knew right away, this guy knew what he was talking about. He had an understanding of how training worked and he never has been like, this is the only way the amount of Guinea pig stuff I've done and tested and gone through um, is a lot, but it's, you got to try it. And I've always been open to trying new things and new progressions and Hey, will this work with here? And will this work there? And does it, or does it not? And then if it doesn't it's like, all right, let's start over figure out something else. And, you know, some people I think get stuck in their ways of like, this is the only way it can be done. Like, this is the coaching method. This is how it's done where he's never like that. And he's always, and you can see when he starts learning a new kind of like program or kind of methodology that he wants to start implementing. Cause then you'll start seeing it more and more. And you're like, are we changing up some stuff? And he's like, yeah, I know. I'm trying something new on you. I'm like, okay. <laughs> um, but I've always just given him kind of the reins. And when I want something added into the program, I just voice that opinion. I'm like, Hey, I think we should focus on this a little bit more. And then we sit down and talk about it. And then like, usually post competitions, we'll always sit down and have a discussion of like, all right, Based off of that, what do you want to work on? What things would you like to improve upon? And most of my stuff, I feel like for me, is it's not the physical side as much as it's more of the mental side. So even from a training perspective, I'm like, just keep doing what we're doing. Um, but from a mental side, I have things I need to work on and improve upon to achieve the results that I'm wanting to achieve. Um, but we have a very good relationship to make that happen and be open about talking about it like hey i need help here who can we reach out to and then we'll reach out to somebody or utilize someone else um but yeah it's been a it's been a very
0: good relationship for a long time what what um what deficiencies do you think are there mentally uh i think some of it
1: is based off of like probably earlier childhood motocross traumatic experiences racing injuries different things that have happened and then that from what i've gathered and it translates into still this sport where you're not like thinking about it but like subconsciously it still
0: has an effect um is that like if there's a risk you kind of pull back a little bit in yeah, case
1: yeah like there was a lot of times even when i raced motocross right like you're going down a start line there's 40 people and you're trying to shove through like a th- 20 foot kind of corner, right? Like it's not massive. And then there's been a lot of times I was knocked out and got run over and unconscious and don't remember anything. I can't tell you how I got home. I don't know anything. And so it's, those are weird experiences, right? So like that same thing, if I hit full throttle kind of like in a workout and I'm going full speed and then you're like, okay, hold on, hold on. This is right. Like, and then you start like self-sabotaging and doubting or whatever it may be. And these like, kind of like fake thoughts that aren't actually true. I start to play in and play a role. Like even this year, the games leading up was probably the fittest I ever felt physically, mentally. I was like training going into this year was on a whole nother level. Just the way I was going about training, the way sessions were going with Noah and Alexis, like things were firing. And I was like, man, this is gonna be the best year we've had. And then first workout starts, I cramp which I haven't cramped all summer. And that was like something we really worked on. And then the next event on the pegboard, ripped my hand to shreds. And then another workout, some judge thing happened. And it literally just kind of like spiraled me out of like that fired up mindset and literally just downshift really quick. Um, Mm. And from that, I just couldn't bounce back, to be honest. I was, there was times Max tried and I like, I just wasn't having it. I was more just being and I'm not gonna say it was immature. It was more just in the moment, right? Like you think that is, that's it. That's all that matters in that moment, right? When you're there, that, that feeling of not being able to showcase what you've been practicing and working on, and then this is all happening is extremely frustrating. And then it's makes you sad and then you're angry and then like there's just a lot of emotions that come with it and it's not necessarily from the physical side and then you walk off and then you're like that just this happened that happened and then you start playing all these little things and thoughts in your head and you just for me that's the stuff I have to fix it's not the physical side of like oh I'm not physically strong enough here or I'm not physically enduring enough for this it's like okay, what's the limitation mentally that's causing me to have this block? How can I fix that? What do I need to address? Who do I need to talk to? What things do we need to try to make sure that that doesn't happen? And then part of that was like, all right, we'll start submerging yourself in that situation more often and figure out how you adapt. So that's why when I got back, I went to Madrid and I was like, all right, let's try to figure this out. And leading up to Madrid, the training was at a very low, low amount. Um, by low, I mean extremely low. It just because <laughs> you're still having that downtime. And then you go straight into, okay, well, let's try to get fit. And then I had sick kids every single day. Like, not an excuse. Like, that's life. But literally every single day I had to pick a different kid up from school. Um, then ended up going. And then the first two workouts, like the run it was like a run, and then you rested a couple minutes and then into like a total bar dumbbell overhead squat. And it was supposed to be a two k and it ended up being probably close to like a mile. And my body was fully numb on the run, and hands were too. Te- and I was like, oh, no. Like, but then I was like, all right, here's the moment of like, you just took a terrible placement. How are you gonna bounce back from it? Like, what are you gonna do? What things do you need to practice? this like your goal coming here was to have fun. Now find the fun. Don't put the stress on it. because it was immediate. I started like, getting frustrated. So then I started, then I called my mental coach and I was like, look, I'm happy, I'm angry again. Like this is (laughs) happening. What do we do? Um, and then we sat down, we talked about it for a while. And then it just kind of like cleared my head, started over, and then I had fun the rest of the weekend. And then it ended up, if it wasn't for that first workout, would have been a potential good placement overall. We'll just say that. But it was just it was it's interesting on how much it's in the mind than it is in the body, like how powerful your mind is to really put expectations on things and could be the death of you almost, or you could have these positive experiences. But for me, it's learning how to create those and what I need to do inside my, in the training and off season to work on that, to improve it. So even right now, like I got invited to go to Australia with Noah and Chandler, but I just I'm not ready yet to like, go back into full training that hard. Um, and so this is probably the first time, honestly, in 10 years that I've actually kind of taken like a semi off season. Um, Cause it was like, I did Madrid. And then now I'm going to wait till Guadalpaluza to be the next event that I'm actually going to do. And so that now is creating like, okay, now I'm actually going to have an off season for more than two weeks. And it's funny. because my body's like, okay, you need to go do something. I'm like, no, no, just like relax you're fine. Like you'll be okay. Um, But yeah, it's, it's interesting.
0: Has that mental side um, always been there? Has it gotten better? Has it gotten worse? Is it more intense or less intense or just the same? Has it always been like that? You
1: know, I think it's probably always kind of been there. I've always been hard on myself and I think that's why I've been able to do what I do right to a degree. Like I think it definitely has gotten me to where I am because of how hard I am and, the way I focus on things and want to accomplish things that's allowed me to get to where I am and stay where I am. Um, But I also think sometimes having expectations and the pressure of performing can really start to affect how you execute on workouts based off of that, right? Like Mm -hmm. if one of those workouts potentially came up in the gym, like there wouldn't really be much of a thought process around it, right? Like I'd be like, okay, I'll probably break here, make this adjustment here and keep going right but then when i'm there it's like okay you think about this you think about this you think about this and it's just like i'm overthinking it and analyzing it which is not how i perform like for me i just like don't think like just do like for me that works um and is that because bad. is that
0: because of the the stage that it's on is it because I people think so? will talk about it
1: yeah i think because it's talked about like there's more build up to it there's more discussion around it there's more planning And then I think even sometimes simple things, right? Like when I'm, when I leave the gym, I go home to four kids and a wife and dogs. Like there's noise, there's chaos. There's other things that are going on. I'm at the games by myself. So when I go back, I'm in a quiet hotel room. I'm sitting there and then I'm thinking, and then I'm like, okay, well, what do I do now? Then I will look at social media. Then I'll get pissed off at social media. Like, and then all those things, like old habits start to spiral back in where I'm like, okay, like, You know, social media isn't beneficial. Why are you on it? You know, looking at the leaderboard isn't beneficial and nothing's going to change overnight, but you keep looking at it, right? And those little patterns of things just start taking over again. And then you kind of like, oh, now you went back 10 steps. Okay, now you need to somehow snap out of it. But at the games, like I just didn't snap out of it. So I think it's definitely learning and being like, okay, I need to be surrounded by people in those downtime's of just like, whether it's trash talking or making fun of each other or whatever it is, like just keeping it lighthearted and then staying off the social media, not looking at the leaderboard, the things that you know, we're going to subconsciously just cause you to focus on it and think about it. For me, it plays a bigger role, right? Like some people can look at it and it can not bother yeah. them at all. Right. And then you, for me, it just, Seems to affect me mentally a little bit, and then that forces me to not perform as well.
0: You could probably rent a family, I'd say, <laughs> yeah. for the week. Yeah, I don't know if I want to rent a family. <laughs> yeah, uh, there's probably easier ways to fix it. Um, because <laughs> I, I mean, I've heard like say last year and this year, and then in the uh, was it last year? No, this year in the quarterfinals, remember Fukowski bombed the first workout in the quarterfinals, um, and then obviously like ultimately qualified. Yeah, what I remember after that first workout being like, oh no, like what he, what happened? And then I, I think I interviewed him after quarterfinals and he was like, or maybe it was during and he, he, he was just like, no, yeah, I didn't look at the leaderboard and I was like, should I tell him? (laughs) I was like, should I tell him he's in trouble? Uh, I was just like, oh yeah, like, and he was like, you know, I never, I never do. And it's like, I can't, obviously I've never been in that scenario, but I cannot understand how anybody would be able to resist like he does it at the games as well he doesn't look he doesn't like Claire handles all the social media he doesn't look at anything he doesn't i was like i it would fucking kill me not seeing it
1: it helps yeah it really does like when you can just shut it off and not think about it it allows you to at least be in like the present moment of Mm. like enjoying the experience versus sitting there and being upset about each placement or Mm. i thought i was here versus here and then that starts to just take over, right? And then oh, the
0: curiosity would fucking kill me, though. Like yeah. I wouldn't be able to not know at all, like yeah. until like you know, I mean, so um, like time. Granite, like... Granite
1: games, I never looked. Um, whether Madrid, I didn't look. They like it just it allows me to like enjoy the experience more. Yeah, and so for me, like if I have more enjoyment out of it, then I'm gonna perform better. Versus sitting there, like contemplating what the leaderboard is, who I need to beat by X place, what needs to happen here, like, just go say, out and say
0: go- Granite Games this year, then if you didn't look at the leaderboard at all, and you qualified. And then if you think of, I don't know, a different year, regionals or whatever, when you mm-hmm. did look, was it? a Was there a different feeling? You oh, know what I mean, sure. yeah. Yeah, because as in, like, like, at the moment, like like Travis like, Mayer, were, were you like, oh, thank fuck, I had no idea if I was in or not, or like, or do you kind of oh, garner it from where you are and stuff? I mean, like, so in that
1: situation, right, like if it was close or something, Max is like, look, you have to take this better, like you, okay. you, you need these points here, like, and if you don't, you're not going, kind of situation, like, yeah, yeah. And there's been times where he'll be like, do you want to know anything? And I'll just be like, what's the overall place? And He'll be like, fourth. It's like, okay. Yeah. But he's like, people will be close, just know that. Like, so, but like, not knowing the exact like, what's the point difference? Okay, is it mm. 12 points? Is it four points? Is it eight points? Okay, like, and those kind of little things. Then, when you start actually looking at it, then you start just thinking about it constantly mm. versus just being like present and in the workout. And for me, that's where I kind of
0: excel is just not really thinking and go. Um, are you? difficult to be around at competition do you think
1: no i don't think so
0: i'd say i'm pretty like easy
1: going i mean i feel like you'd have to ask somebody else that question right like <laughs> well i have some quotes here yeah no, just... <laughs> <laughs> i wish you did that would be good uh yeah, I, like, I, mean, I don't i don't i think only in situations like i guess at the games this year i probably wasn't yeah. to be around cuz i just wasn't happy with how any of it was unfolding um and how like all the work you put in you're just really struggling to find the momentum um so maybe this year not as much uh but some of the other years i would assume i am
0: i think do you, maybe. has your has your role changed do you think uh, over the years like obviously you you know your f- core aim or goal is to do as well as you can do at the competition whatever competition you're at but then is there because you've been around a long time, like, is there a secondary thing of like, you need to, you know, maybe be approachable or be welcoming or whatever, or, or or do you kind of like detach yourself from that completely when it's a competition, you're like, fuck off, I'm competing. No, I think like
1: each year it's always changed and you're trying to learn and grow and improve upon the last year and whatnot. So even this year from the games, it was like, all right, sitting around by yourself isn't helping you, right? So go socialize more. So at Madrid, socializing more, joking, having fun, it just keeps it lighthearted. And then I'm able to just sit there and kind of soak it up and be like, okay, this is more enjoyable of an experience. And like, oh, I'm going to sit over here and think like, okay, you need to perform this way. This needs to be your strategy. And this needs to do this, where when you're in the moment, those things are just going to happen naturally. Because this is all I do every day. Like Mm -hmm. all day, every day, I'm literally in the gym training and doing those things. Like you don't need to overthink it now that you're at a competition, you just need to do it. And so hung out a lot with like Elliot Simmons, Jamie green, Mia, all of them on the team. So like that stuff was fun to just sit back and kind of joke around. And I mean, yeah, yeah. For me, I enjoy that more than I did kind of secluding myself and sometimes right like you sometimes think okay this person did this and it worked for them it's gonna work for me and that's just not true and it doesn't work right like so whatever Frazier did for him isn't going to be what's working for me right like if he feels like he needs to throw up before the workout and that's his thing (sighs) go for it where (laughs) that for me I just that's not my thing right I can throw up after a workout from going so hard (laughs) but I'm not gonna throw up beforehand because of the nerves and sometimes when I create more nerves which I think is very good to be able to utilize and use sometimes I think it makes you put too much pressure and then you're expecting it to be a certain way when it's just not and that's not Mm -hmm. reality so I think it's being able to have an understanding of yourself and what you could do to optimally have the best results performing that way and so for me joking keeping it lighthearted, making fun of people like in a nice way but it was all fun. Bullying—it's called bullying. Yeah, but it's not <laughs> bullying when your coach gives it back. It's the same. It's mutual.
0: Um, are you doing individual or team or both at Water Team for sure.
1: Uh, still deciding on the whole individual thing. I think Noah and Chandler were both veto and tell me no. Um, but still debating. I mean, because technically that would be like ten workouts, right? Just don't tell them. Uh yeah. I mean that that won't go over well. <laughs> uh, um. Yeah, I don't. It, Team for sure. Yeah. Team for sure. Individual, not sure. Yeah,
0: because I, I think like it was just epic last year. I think the team the team especially was just, it was brilliant just watching. I think probably from when I first found the sport and discovered it and stuff like, you know, Chandler was with Think Tank. There was, you know, like you guys were uh you know you still are but you were friends and you were together a lot and you yeah. know there was kind of, I think that it was it was like uh I don't know I find it oddly nostalgic considering it wasn't that long ago I was like oh look at the three of them back together and it was like literally like 18 months or whatever yeah so um, I mean, like
1: Chandler never was actually with TTT he would always just come up and train and yeah. hang out and do stuff and then like there was times him and Max talked and whatnot but then with the army and everything else hmm. he had going on um But he was never like fully with TTT, but was always like part of the community. Yeah, yeah. We'd come and train so much. Um, But yeah, it literally just the feeling of all three of us at Wadapalooza just it felt right. I know it sounds ridiculous, but it was like it just felt right. Like we were all just having a good time, having fun. Like we're three really good friends. So then to throw in, hey, go work out together just made it even easier. And we communicate well. We talk well to each other. Chandler had more of a the team experience than Noah and I. So then like little things about how we utilized the worm, picked it up, communicated, just worked well. Um and so we're trying to go back and do the same thing.
0: That's cool. Yeah. Um you mentioned earlier on that uh when we were talking about you being with Max for 10 years, you said that some people coach hop. Um some people has, a lot of people out there. Has it surprised you? this year how many people have moved and how um yes how talked about it is or how like public it is and stuff do you think that it do you think that more people are moving or do you think that it's just publicized more and like there's more articles out there and stuff
1: i think there's probably more articles out there about it now i think because people get bigger names it's more noticeable right like it's easier to know when it's like someone that has potentially a million followers or something is leaving to go to a different coach, right? Like it's very obvious when it's like, Hey, you're not like training where you used to be. And like mm-hmm. those things are very simple to pick up on. And it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. I moved coaches <laughs> or whatever it is. Um, but I think it's a couple of reasons, right? Like you move one because it's not the result you wanted in the simplest one is you blame your coach. Like, and that's just part of it. Like, Oh, my coach didn't prepare me enough. And versus like looking at yourself and being like, no, you're the, probably the reason, but that being an issue and then I think it's sometimes more of a not a groupy situation but you just want to be part of a group and if you see like one group's doing something one way and you want to be a part of that then it could just be a simple like all right like I'm pretty good but I want to go be with this group and train or it's the people you know right like the whole Sam Quant, Katrin, all of them going to work with Fraser, probably was pulled from O'Keefe um, I would assume because they were all close with Ben at one point and then it's like, okay, now they're all coming over there. But I know one of the coaches from there went to Matt. I don't know the guy's name, but with Matt right. as well. Yeah. And so then it's just interesting to see like, are you getting pulled over because he was already coaching you and then it's just like, Hey, this is an easy transition. Or is it like, I mean, and I don't know, I don't talk to any of these people about this. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not sure either what the, stipulations were or the drama that goes on in other training camps and whatnot. Um, but I know they were all with Ben for a while um, before the whole switch happened. But I think that's just, that's also part of it, right? Like sometimes you need the change to make the improvement. And if for you that's going to a different coach, do it. Like I have no problem with it. Um, I think it's when it's, you haven't given the coach enough time to, allow them to showcase what they're good at because it was just like one year and maybe like those tests just weren't right for you at the games. Like that makes a big difference what the tests were. Like if you had wall balls, rowing deadlifts and like double unders all the time, like I would probably do extremely well. Like that's just part of it. If it's a higher skill gymnastics, like it makes the who's the fit is completely different. Right. Like, Mm -hmm. and you can say the programming doesn't matter, but that's all that matters essentially. (laughs) Um, But then you have, where I've just trusted Max the whole time. And I don't blame him for it. Like maybe early on, we definitely did have some where I was like, this is your fault on why I haven't done this and why I failed this. And then I was like, "Mm, that's probably just my fault because I never actually like voiced an opinion early on. And then you just start to have an understanding and conversations more. But I think a lot of people, the simple thing is just to leave, right? People like uncomfortable conversations. People don't like being put in that situation of having to tell someone that you potentially have a relationship with. Like, hey, I just don't think you're the right fit anymore. Um, and it's like, yeah, this is your fault. And why I didn't do this? So I'm just going to leave, you know? And I don't know that I, I haven't been in that situation, so I can't speak for it. Um, but yeah, it's definitely interesting to see as many people that are jumping around and going to different programs, that's for sure.
0: Um, I talked I talk to someone a bit, somebody about this recently, and I don't know if it's because I'm like, stupid or naive or what but i didn't know that like people were paid like some people were paid by training houses to be with those training houses like that i found that out recently and i was like i'm sorry what i was like yeah, this I can tell is... you right now
1: that's not happening anywhere here um for a fact but yes i've i've heard chatter among that as well so it's like you also have to look at that like are you like, hey, we're gonna pay you X amount. You'll come represent our brand, and we want you to be a part of that. Like, that's still mm-hmm. probably pulling people certain ways too, right? Like, if someone came to you and was like, hey, I'm gonna pay you six figures. You'll come be representation of our brand. You probably, be like, all right. Like, and I'm just gonna follow your program and I get a trim of these people. Okay. Yeah, right, my like-
0: first, my first question will be always what my first question is when someone says six figures is. Now, six figures, is that like six zeros or is that including the number that comes? Be- is that a number in five zeros or a number yeah. in six zeros? Because I'm, I'm saying, like,
1: if you're eat. making a hundred grand, right? Like, yeah. and someone was to pay you that.
0: Oh, the numbers I heard were a lot more than that. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah. But that's what I'm
1: saying, right? But like, oh, you're saying what I'm worth.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: That's a, that's a monthly rate. That's your monthly yeah. rate.
0: Because um, um, <laughs> I, I talked to John Singleton um, from the program. And we were talking about it, and he, oh God, I hope this was left in, in the interview. Anyway, fuck it. Um, he said, "You can take that." Don't worry. He's yeah. had people approach athletes that he's with and be like, "We'll pay you," to, and they've showed him the messages. Be like, "Hey, look, I just got this message off Zed training camp offering me money to train with them instead." And, like, he's, like, it's... Because, like, if that... Like, say soccer is my... That's that's my, like, fan sport. Yeah. Like, if that... Ha- you can... there's there's financial consequences for doing that for like it's called like tapping up where you like go and you know you're like hey don't tell your boss but what would you think about coming you know like that it's it's like collusion or whatever it's of upon but like in in crossfit obviously because crossfit is such a young sport there's no rules around that there's no like you know it's kind of only really coming to light recently that this is actually happening that people are getting paid by and it's not it's never really as far as i know anyway it's never made public yeah um I think probably too, because
1: it's smaller amounts, right? When you're yeah. talking soccer, you're talking millions and millions of dollars, yeah. right? Like, And maybe because it's not on a scale of that large, it's not as looked at as much. But I also think people probably don't want to be known for going to a certain brand or organization based off just getting paid for it.
0: And brands right? don't want to be known for attracting athletes only because that's what of That's I'm pain. saying,
1: right? Like, so it's a, it's probably like a very hush-hush yeah. situation of like, you're not going to say anything like I assume people at mayhem are paid to do that. And some people, and I don't know about Matt and their gym, but I mean, I know like there's people that are getting paid to be with other organizations. Like yeah. I know that personally. So. Yeah.
0: Like it's not, it's kind of, it's not difficult to, you could draw up a list pretty quickly of like five people. If you just guessed yeah. like five people, you're probably, probably right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Allegedly but yeah I mean but also from being
1: an athlete and in their point of view like it makes sense like if financially someone oh, is going to pay me to go be with that team why would it's I not so
0: hard to say no
1: right like it's a smart decision on the athletes yeah. point. and I, and especially I don't especially when it's, it's a successful and yeah and I don't think there's a problem with that happening right like the sport for it to grow and for us to be more like athletes like you need a financial backing right mm. like it's not that there's that much money in CrossFit like compared to basketball or football or soccer, like it's just not right. So if someone's approaching you and is like, Hey, I know you're with this training organization, whatever, but like, we'll pay you X amount for a three-year deal. Will you come do this? Right. Mm -hmm. And then you have your stipulations of whatever that is and whatnot. But I mean, I don't, I don't see it as a problem, but I think if your decision is just based off the money and not the actual coach and programming, that's a problem. Hmm. so if it's just a money stipulation versus like oh well this coach is actually going to keep me healthier make this be more of a longevity of the sport that's different uh so i think like there still needs to be the research involved in it than just like a money decision but i feel like most people have a pretty good understanding
0: now um have you ever looked yourself have you ever googled your own name
1: yeah, I come up as an Olympic skier.
0: Yeah, I was, like, I was like, oh, yeah, like Googled you earlier on. And I was like, oh, yeah, there he is. Like the pictures, the pictures across the top. The pictures are cute. right, but yeah. I'm, I'm not an Olympic skier. And it was like oh, Olympic it. athlete. I was like, I know <laughs> fucking nothing about this guy. <laughs> so I was like clicking in and it was like horrible accident in uh, Washington. I was like, what? Like, when did this happen? I don't remember any of this stuff. Nope, um,
1: it's true. I don't know how
0: you change it either. Yeah, you can, I think you, you can actually go on and edit it like anyone can that's wikipedia isn't it you can just go on and oh and just edit it yeah yeah i think i
1: should probably fix that but yeah no no that's not me oh I'll leave it it's interesting it is a, um it gave me it gave me a you, no i'm
0: an olympian yeah it gave me a solid 10 minutes of like this can't be right and like scrolling up and down um but the pictures are right d uh are you as an athlete are you successful
1: Like, in what regards of like achieving my, like,
0: like, just, goals would, like, would, like, would, like be, would you would you consider yourself a successful crossfit athlete? Oh, like, yeah,
1: I talked to. Say, you. I mean, I, I feel like I'm probably one of the few that. I mean, I was the only one from the 2013 games that was there this year, hmm. as a male. Um, I mean, you can count Rich in them, but that's a team, so different than an individual. But from an individual standpoint, so clearly my goal when I first got into the space was like, I want to be in this for longer than one year, right? Like I don't want to have one year and then that's my best year. And then I never make it back.
0: Mm-hmm. Like I don't want
1: to be a one hit wonder kind of thing. And one of our goals was to be able to sustain and keep progressing and improving each year. And that's what we've done. Uh, the fact that I've continued to keep coming back from 10 years of doing this and from my first games to now and been eight total times with two misses, I'd say is pretty impressive and successful is like a, athlete overall yes i think there are goals that i want to accomplish that i haven't accomplished yet but that's it's not over so but i think from like overall standpoint of like being a successful athlete i would say yes
0: yeah yeah, because i work
1: out for a living so it's pretty awesome right like if we're being real like i literally get to travel to all these cool places work out have really cool sponsors and friends and community that like you don't get in any other sport and yeah, it's a, it, it's a pretty neat job that I get to wake up and do. And then like, realistically, like I can kind of write my own schedule and do the own, my own things that I need to do. And it allows it to play in well with my family and everything else. So I'd say yes.
0: Cause, like, cause I think, especially in CrossFit, like I know that's a weighted question, I guess, but are open to interpretation at least but like yeah that's what i was like ah uh... <laughs> sim- like similar <laughs> similar to your answer i think you're like you're up there as one of the most successful but in crossfit that gets kind of diluted really quickly where it's like but fraser won it five times you know yeah. like but Tia, you know like it, it's straight away it's like it's performance based yeah but even like like the metrics are skewed because of two freaks do you know what cool. I mean? It's like there's there's two people have just like <gasps> defied odds, logic, science, yeah. like sport. But and
1: I feel like this then goes into like that whole thing at the beginning we were talking about, right? Like it's a it's a social media thing.
0: Mm.
1: Right? It's also based off what the media is putting out. Right. You look mm. at what they put out and what they're constantly highlighting and showcasing, those are the things, right? Like they're not it's very specific and it's a very select few of individuals. I mean, it seems like it's gotten a little better, but for a while it was very select people that they would only post um, over and over and over yeah. or more frequently than others, right? Um, and I think sometimes that's due to friendships and relationships inside the space with the media team, right? Like LeBron's probably not best friends with the media Team, and like mm. it's just like that's the filming that happens everywhere. Like, you're not just watching him, you're watching the entire team, and like there's media for the entire team. Where in our sport, it's very uh, what's the right word? Kind of like who you know is going to get you in the places mm. you want to be and posted where by who you want to be posted by. And if those people start to post it, then it starts to blow up. Um, and so I think sometimes. I think from a successful standpoint of like how long I've been in the space, what I've been able to accomplish, those things are very successful, but right. Like a lot of people just don't see those things or understand those things because it's never shown. And I don't, that that's not what I, I don't even really post that much. I'm not the best on social media, but all those things I think play into it more, right? Like if I'm constantly scrolling and all I'm seeing is Frazier on 17 different things, right. It's just automatically going to be like, man, this guy is a dominating force, but you just don't see many of the other stories and things that take place, not even from my standpoint, but a lot of others as well.
0: Hmm. Yeah, you no, know, it's interesting. Like there is that kind of, um, I guess like confirmation bias, but I mean like, okay, they, they are like, you know, T and Matt and Rich on the team side have proven like over and over again that, yeah. you know, like they're, they're incredible, but I definitely take your point and it's, you know, we were talking beforehand about broadcast and what that looks like. And it is uh, like, I guess on social media, what you want, what, what the, what you want, what the algorithm rewards is engagement and comments. And if you put up something like arbitrary, stupid debate, like if you put up Fraser or Froning, you're going to get like fucking hundreds of angry, like vitriol filled comments, like, because the people take ownership of those people especially the really successful people whereas if you put up like i don't know just pick two random athletes and pit them against each other it won't get as much because they're not they they haven't been held up for the last five or six years as like the 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 person yeah so yeah i guess it is it's a tricky one to what would you say it's a tricky one to undo the damage that has been done by only talking about yeah. one or two people. It's, it's, it's going to be hard to unravel that kind of because pe- people yeah. have grown to expect that and enjoy it. Do you know what I mean? Like the, yeah. the consumers will say.
1: Yeah. And I think that too comes down to like even the broadcasting we were talking about earlier. Like just have one wide view that shows everybody, right? Like yeah. there's people that win heats that you would never know won the heat because they're focused on the two people in the middle lane, right? Like, and then they're like, oh, where did this person come up? He was out of the middle of nowhere. And it's like, well, that's probably not actually true. You just didn't see it. You guys were just yeah. focusing on the wrong people right like and least at least at that point the viewer can go back and like watch it from like hey i can see every lane i can see what's happening i can see where my friends are or just the spectator watching like it'd probably be more enjoyable to be able to watch everybody and actually see everything versus like well this person's not actually in the lead and you can even hear the announcers talking about someone else but the camera's not on them
0: hmm. right? like it, i feel like it can't, it can't be time. that hard to um What's that football term? Call, like call an audible and just be like, yeah. uh, we need to change. <laughs> we need to change lens. We need to change view. Yeah. Um, but, just yeah, simple things.
1: but maybe it's not as simple as I think, right? It seems simple by just saying, hey, set up one camera that just lets everybody view the whole thing and then have your broadcast be the other
0: option and you click between the two. Mm-hmm. But but he, even like if you look at football, like soccer, like if Ronaldo is playing a game, right? Most famous footballer, yeah. like by a long way. If he's playing a game, you have a widescreen view and you're watching everything happening. And then if he does something, there's a close-up reaction for maybe five seconds and it goes back to the widescreen. Whereas I feel like in CrossFit, it's like uh there's a workout happening. They're like, Okay, we think
1: um Frazier's I, gonna win
0: so stay yeah, we, Frazier, yeah, Yeah, we think Fraser's gonna good. win, so just stick on him, and then yeah. he wins, and then he's over the line. Then it's like, okay, we reaction shot. Let's go back like yeah. Okay. Seriously, we've seen this now. Go back. Like, who's there's Someone crossing in second. Now, like, can we at least see fourth and fifth? You know, like it's just. Yeah. And then you don't, don't see know. that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like you just see them laying down, drinking water. Yeah. Like, there's yeah. still people going. There's still people finishing the.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, look, I'm I'm glad we solved that. um <laughs> I'm. I'm also glad we had that conversation before recording, so that we didn't have to have it. Oh fuck! Um, <laughs> what, what is what is if what does the future look like for you then? So you're coming up. This is your uh, all going to plan. This will be your ninth year at the games. So. Yeah. So are you are you looking? Are you hoping at ten? Are you thinking like would you ever do team? Um, I yeah, think I like think from,
1: in terms of how long I'll go, I think I don't have a number. Um, I don't feel like setting a target really. Cause then once I hit that number, then it would be like, all right, I'm done. Like I've accomplished that number. Um, and granted you can be like, well, I'll go for another one, whatever. But in my mind, it's kind of like, once you make up, like once I hit this number, then I'll stop. Then so be it. I think once I stop being competitive and lose the fun and excitement, um, then that would, or I'm taking away from like family and that kind of situation, then I would step back more. Um, Mm -hmm. Team, I'm not really sure. I'm not ready for that yet. Um, there's still some individual things I want to accomplish. So from that side of things, that will be still where I'll focus this next year. The team aspect it's always a possibility at some point. But I mean, like regardless, nowadays, you still have to train like an individual athlete to be on a team. If you're wanting to go and compete and like try to win, right? Like you still need to be training at the same level you do as an individual that you do for a team. So it's like, Mm -hmm. I don't know how much I would want to do that still um, at that point. And I think it's then still just prolonging it for no reason. Um, I think there's other things in the space that I can be involved in when I'm done. That would be cool if it's potentially coaching, programming, doing other things with Max or Opening up other gyms. I don't know what that's actually gonna be like. Um,
0: broadcast but, coordinator.
1: Yeah. I definitely open to helping. Stop, feeling, but I also think too from that standpoint, it's people those people don't know, right? Those people yeah. in, the, in the back don't know. Like if you know basketball, it's easy to have an understanding. But like CrossFit's so complicated that you probably should have somebody that like CrossFits all the time and has an understanding. Like, no, no, go to camera three, go to camera three, no four, no four. At least yeah. to like cause you can see what's happening um or you just get the one wide view baby um um i think when i'm done i don't don't know i don't know when when that will be or what but we'll see
0: you mentioned uh individual goals a couple of times are they like top five like is that the type of thing you mean or is is it more complicated than that
1: uh i mean there are basic ones like that, like, Hey, I have an expectation or a plan of going and trying to accomplish this place. And then there's also like the micro goals of like things I want to accomplish walking off the floor, things, Mm. interactions, discussions, how I handle myself, the self-talk, all those kind of things I think are also goals that go along with it, but are like the smaller goals um, than necessarily like the big picture goal. But I think for me, the smaller ones will lead to a big picture, better goal. Um, Mm -hmm. So it's just being able to implement
0: those and put those into place. You know, when I found, um, when I heard about training think tank first, I only saw it as like TTT Mm -hmm. and I saw you involved and for, oh, I'd say like too long, like four months, I was like training Travis, the training, the Travis, the yeah. Travis and if you training.
1: look at it when they do like the T, and then the other one underneath, it used to look like a T and then an M. So people like, oh,
0: it's Travis Mar- And I was like, no, it's T It has nothing to do. Oh, with like that. I was, I was like convinced. I was, like, it, it I was, like, the the Travis training, the the Travis okay, tank training, to the, to Travis. the Travis training, the Travis. Yeah, because then I was thinking, if you went team, you could have like Travis trains team. <laughs> 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 um. Yeah. But listen, we'll uh, we'll finish with a quick fire, yeah. All right, um, so burpee or thruster, thruster, um, deadlift or squat, mm, squat, uh, bench or clean, clean, uh, run or row, run, um, favorite child. No, am I joking? I wouldn't, <laughs> that. um, all, all. Uh, on listen, on thanks thanks for uh thanks for coming on it's been great to get to talk to you um you know i took the piss at the start but i have been looking forward to this for a long time you're one of the one of the first i admired in the sport it's great to have you on um and best of luck with Wadapalooza and your all of your future endeavors um and everything with the travis training (laughs) (laughs) thanks Jeff.
1: appreciate it